Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of the Flip Kick Podcast. I think I like started that before you even gave me the one. Well, I think that's how it goes, though. But man, do I love the countdown. Do you? Oh, yeah. It's my favorite part of this. <laughs> um, joining me, as always, Sam. Sam, how you Hello. doing? Hello. I'm doing pretty good. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, recorded on a Saturday, so it's gonna, and I'll post it later today, so it's a little a day or too late. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, life. What, what, yeah, what I mean, there's do? not really been any changes yeah. from what I've I've been back at, I've been back at work during the day now for two weeks, and the before we kind of had a little bit of wiggle room of being able to do it in the middle of the day and throughout the week or whatever, but now it's yeah. not quite now not working so like that. Um, okay. What games have you been gaming? Um, well, so I wanted to tell you something. Okay. I got really disappointed. We, we'll talk about we're going to talk about the Avengers beta a little bit later, but I went to GameStop because. The Tony Hawk beta started yesterday, and everybody seems to be loving it that's playing it. And they're like, oh, my God, it's like playing Tony Hawk all over again, which is just making me more and more anxious to want to play it. Well, apparently, I read all this stuff saying if you had pre-ordered Tony Hawk, you get access to the beta. So I called up to GameStop and said, hey, I got a, I got a um, pre-order for Avengers, which is how I got the beta code. If I move my pre-order over to Tony Hawk. I'm sorry. I just burped on mic. It's very nice. I took a big drink of some nice Dr. Pepper cream soda. Nice. Um, we are not sponsored by Dr. Pepper, but I would love to be sponsored by Dr. Pepper. If anybody, yeah. it's Dr. Pepper Snapple group. Let's Here's be completely those. honest. We'll be happy to be sponsored by <laughs> most anybody. anybody at this um, point. Especially Game Pass and Microsoft, which I'll get to that reason exactly. here later. Um, but uh, anyways, I was like, so there's a beta access for Tony Hawk if you pre-ordered the game. If I move my pre-order over to Tony Hawk when I get that code. And the guy was like, yeah, if there's a, any kind of pre-order anything, you'll get a code for that. And I'm like, sweet. So I went up there last night to pre-order, move my pre-order over and I, there was no code. And he goes, well, that's odd. And so then he started, he goes, it looks like we don't have any codes in our system. I was like, well, that's weird. So I went back home and I Googled it for digital pre-orders. Mm. That's how you get into the, the, the beta. Gotcha. Is this a full price game, the Tony Hawk? You know, game? I don't know. I, I'm hoping it's not because I kind of want to get it. <laughs> right. So I, I remember back Google in the that. day when Tony Hawk first came out, and I never was, you know, into skating culture and stuff like that. But right. it was one of those that I remember playing it and just being like, "Wow, that felt really good." That was like, a, it was very fun. It, it felt like the warehouse like, level like sold me. Right. On that. Well, see, and that's what the beta is. Yes, yeah. is, is the warehouse level. No, I. Uh, Tony Hawk did two big things. When I used to, when I was growing up in California, I had a buddy who was a really big skater, and he was really good. His dad built him a quarter pipe on his in his driveway. I didn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I think that was one of the first times I realized I had a fear of heights. Was this thing wasn't even that big? I mean, we're talking. We were in fourth, fifth grade, and so it's probably six feet tall to to the base. But I'll tell you, when I got up on top of that thing and you look down, like... It's daunting. It, it, it is. Well, and even the little skate park we have here, which is, you know, nothing compared to what they have out in California. But the little one we have here, I've gone down the ramp, like the little with right. the bike. Right. And it's like, when you start going, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that big of a deal as you approach the edge. But then once you get there, you're like, you have to commit. You have to you realize do. you're doing this or you're going to like crash and burn. What's really funny is... I used to do a lot of crap on bicycles and never had a problem. But I think I think I felt more in control of a bike because, you know, you're, you're kind of, I feel like there's more control on a bicycle than a, a skateboard. 
I understand it. I mean, you're standing up. You've got you know handles, right? You can like maybe like drop that. your feet down or yeah. something. But like, I, I remember putting the edge of the skateboard on the lip and looking down and going, "I can't do this." Yeah. Um. I they got me to do it once, and I immediately went to my knees about halfway down. But I I was able to do some things. I could I could manual. I could get on the curb and grind the curb and jump off. You know, I could never do a kickflip, but it was always something I tried to do. But I, I enjoyed doing it. So. Playing Tony Hawk had always been like, this is all the cool stuff I tried to do when I was younger. But more importantly, Tony Hawk brought into my musical horizon. Like just, I found so many bands that I'd never even heard of. And just that whole punk rock genre just, you know, really took off for me and enjoying it. Yeah. So that was probably the two Plus it introduced things. us to horse on, uh, on the skate, you know, on yeah, Tony the, Hawk. And it was so funny because I was never as good at getting like all the points as everybody could. Like they just right. combo it up like crazy, but I could get a few. And then my friends would be going for like these million point combos, and then they would mess up like the you know the board right. would fly out, and I would have beat them with like a thousand points as they had like a million uh, so, that they were so getting it's ready to lean. Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two, and it's thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, so that's that, not a bad that deal. That makes it a little. Digital know, only for the beta. For the beta. But that only goes through tomorrow. And at this point, I'm not going to pre-order. Yeah, so but I'm more inclined to hold that pre-order now. Yeah. And isn't it kind of funny? Because now that Tony Hawk's getting ready to come out, you hear that they're going to make a new Skate 3. Yeah. That, I thought that was Skater great. XL. As soon as, as soon as they announced the new Tony Hawk, it was like EA was like, okay, we'll, we'll fund Skater 3. Skate 3. And then, yeah, now yeah, I which, have a new XL. Um, Brent, he really got into skate because, and you know, I played it a little bit. It's not, you're not doing these crazy combos that nobody can actually perform and, or anything like that. And, right. you know, Tony Hawk, it gets a little unrealistic with some of the moves <laughs> um, that happen. But in skate, I don't know if you ever played that. I mean, you have to like flick the stick a certain direction to do right. just simple moves. And it was very interesting because it's very much more technical, like skateboarding. You kind of almost have to like plan out what you're going to do. You know, I think skate is on EA Access. It may be. So I'm going to, I should probably give that a shot on the Xbox. Um, gaming wise, I, you know, I really haven't done anything in the last week. I played, I played like one or two games of base. I was, so baseball's back for until it's not. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the Cardinals, uh, have, there's 15 games the Cardinals haven't played. Mm-hmm. And there are people like, there are a lot of teams that haven't played all their games. So they're like, I don't know what they're going to do. But, um, you know, it kind of got me in this mood. So I pulled open baseball and was like, I'm going to play a couple games, play baseball. I take that back. I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys. Oh, gotcha. We yeah. th- This household in general has been playing a lot yeah. of Fall It's going up. I mean, a lot of people, uh, what I, from what I've been hearing, people love it and it's enjoyable and it's a, a fun backseat driver game where you can kind of like cheer for the yeah. your individual that's doing whatever. And right. um, it hasn't hooked, got its hooks in me as much. I've played a couple of rounds and I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. The, um, what I would suggest anybody who's listening is to follow them on Twitter because I swear it's just like some dude they gave the Twitter account to and was like, have fun with it. And they're just all over the place with their tweets. They're they're tweeting other video game franchises like, hey, let's work together. Let's do something. And people are like coming up with outfits for the, I guess they're called jelly beans is what the characters are called or beans or something. So they uh, like, 
I've seen um, a Solid Snake version. I've seen a Mario version. I've seen, and they're and they're the guys just like, hey, can we work together? Like, dude, check this out. Hey, you know, like, like this Konami, cool. Konami, look at this Solid Snake thing. Let's let's partner up. Let's do this. And I'm like, I don't know how this guy got this job, but he's doing it correctly, and he needs to stick with it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the person that runs the Wendy's account. Oh yeah, just hilarious yeah. things. The the three the two main accounts that I love that I no business would nor would never normally follow are Wendy's and Arby's, mostly because they do this artwork with their um, like packaging, and they always create things. And it's always like the most random culturally aware things. Like when God of War came out, they'd recreated the axes out of boxes. Oh, that's funny. And like just a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm like, what did you, how did you do that? That's amazing looking. But they do a lot of stuff like that. Nice. So, um, but yeah, I haven't played. I, I did open longing up for five minutes just to look at it, just so that I could say I played it. Um, but yeah, that's really, that's really it. Right. Um, well, I am currently for myself, I had a backlog and I got through one of the games that I've been was wanting to Half-Life Alex. Half-Life Alex. Oh, it was another four, five hours of me standing yes. here to you, finish you it. You came over at like eight or nine o'clock Saturday morning. And, and around noon, I think noon or one, one thirty maybe. Really? I didn't think it was that long. I thought it was like 11 or 12. Uh, maybe it was. I can't remember. All I know is that it's an amazing game. I feel Score it. bad. It's a 10, a hundred percent a 10. It is by far, as far as the VR experience goes, it is the most full-fledged VR experience I have played. And the fact of what they're able to do throughout the entire game and introduce new things and kind of make things interesting and exciting. And I know you haven't played Half-Life. It feels like Half-Life. Did you bring Orange Box? No, I didn't. I thought about it, but I will. (laughs) Uh, But they made it feel like Half-Life in that world and in that universe. And so for those people that are familiar with the universe, you are in that world seeing things that are going on and the bombshell it ends on is just remarkable i can't believe what it does yeah you have to know it's one of those it's funny because it's a prequel and so it's one of those you're like well do you really need to know what's happened in the other games 100 percent, yes yes you do because if you do not to really appreciate it you need correct to to really appreciate it you could play this game and then go and play the other games that are in you know based in the kind of more current day like future um but it would not have the impact that it does because what they do just like throws the whole universe and like tosses it up and i just i can't believe they were bold enough to do that and it does make me question if they're thinking we want to do half-life 3 in vr because Mm. the way i can't i don't want to spoil anything i'm not going to say anything about the ending but the way they end it i'm like i think this is their their chosen platform of sh- displaying Half-Life. Right. I don't think they want it to be on a single screen. I, I think there's the possibility they'll eventually bring Half-Life Alex to like, you know, PC and then probably to the consoles and everything that you could play as a first-person shooter and it would be fine. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. It's like could this game tra- game transition to just playing with a controller Absolutely. or a keyboard or whatever? Absolutely. It could. You're just going to lose a lot, basically. You're going to lose a lot of the context and the immersion of what's going on in the game, but you could absolutely do it. It's just as it's moving you through the game and all of a sudden you're doing things intuitively with your hands that would you would think, well, I would do this if I was in this situation. You're not going to have as much with a controller if it says hit right. X to do this. Because you actually would just do it. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the examples I use, there's a scary character that's like shooting out spores as you're trying to get around him. 
and in the game like you can put your hand up to your you know in mouth. vr hold it up to your mouth to keep yourself from coughing because if you cough it hears you and then it chases you down and you know you just and i don't know what they would do on a controller hold a button right and, i mean that's fine but it's just to actually like do that and then be sneaking around trying to get around this character was amazing and then just i mean the story itself half valve just has a a universe that they have created and they know exactly what they're doing with it it just right. feels like they had know the context they know what their plans are with it and i mean it's fantastic and i i hope other like other people will get a chance to play this in some form but man vr is the way to they, experience it they need to basically make it available on all vr systems not just like yeah, if somebody has 100%. a vr on a console like the playstation yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. do you think that one of the reasons they hadn't maybe done half-life three yet is because they couldn't figure out a, the best way to do the story and that maybe half-life alex is a way for them to test to see if this will help us make half-life three yeah i think like a litmus test to see if vr is in a you know a possible source right. for moving like maybe there were the like future. restrictions like they felt they couldn't tell half-life three without a different form of something and they're like, hey, let's let's try this VR thing and see if it helps us. Maybe it's possible. It. You know, Valve's um, their business model, and from what I understand from the people that work there, they all kind of are able to work on basically whatever they want, and then right. teams kind of come together. It's a very uh, uh, democratic type process, right. and so if somebody enjoys something, it's like you can kind of move and you know flux. And I think the whole idea is like until they have exactly down what they want to do they're like we're not doing anything and of course they own you know steam which makes sells so like so many games online they do not need to speed that process up or you know half-life 2 episode 2 was last was released in 2007 so they're not in any rush to complete this they won't do it until they feel like it's perfect and that's kind of the thing about valve games you know it's going to have that like little sheen on it where you're like this is perfect like everything fits we'll see um one of my favorite games of the last generation um Firewatch. Mm-hmm. It's I just it's a game I highly enjoy. The company that made it, Campo Santos, um, merged with Valve. Like Valve bought them out, and they joined the team. And I think one of the main things they did when they joined the team was work on Half Life Alex. And they were like they took their experience from that. And I think they also are doing other projects. But like they have their own project that I've been was looking forward to that they got shelved. In for. the Valley of the Gods. Yeah, the Valley of the Gods. I was really looking forward to that game, but. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping it makes I don't want to say makes Valve. I hope it helps push Valve into making more. Well, and I think the thing too is, I mean, not that they need the revenue source or anything like that, but if they <laughs> if they ever want to peak um, personal interest and need their get their business shares up, I don't know if they're a publicly traded company. All they literally would have to do is Half Life Three something. Right. And I mean, I guarantee you people would go bananas right. because they're like, oh my gosh, like they're actually working on it now. They're doing it. That or, you know, there's um, the dead, oh, what's it called? Left for Dead Left series for dead. that I know some people are big fans of as well. And people are really clamoring for like a third in that series. But hmm. I mean, they, I, they don't need to do anything. They are not in any rush. And I think until they get the pieces in place, they'll just kind of continue to stay where they are. But man, after Half-Life Alex. I, I'm like, I want to see where you guys go next with this. I want to know what your thoughts are. And they can go a lot of different directions the way they ended it. Um, and I have, whatever they would do would fit 
very well. I'd be excited about. So the other game you're playing is a game that I also did start, yeah. which I didn't really get into because I knew you wanted to talk about it, was uh, Hellblade, it's a new sacrifice. Yeah. How are you enjoying it? I like it very much so. It's one of those, it's not a... It does have combat in it, but it's not as combat-heavy as some games. And it's not overly difficult. No, 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 no. It's not overly difficult. It does get more challenging as the game goes on. They put you in some scenarios where you're like, oh, man, like there's multiple people coming at you, and you just have to pay attention to what's going on, and the enemies do change, and there are some that you just have to kind of figure out what the pattern is to kind of get around them. But as they're throwing these different enemies at you and the types you kind of have to figure out what you need to do to get around them. Right. But playing it, it is a um, feast for the ears. Yes, play this game with headphones. Oh, man. So they give you a warning when you start the game that just they consulted with psychiatrists and other people to try to get the understanding of like somebody that's schizophrenic right? and paranoid about it as well. And so if you have headphones on, there's... Um, the surround sound basically voices talking to yeah. you and trying to make you second guess a right. lot of what you're doing. Right. I will tell you that. So the main voice talking while distracting wasn't really bothering me until um, I got closer to where I was almost towards the gate at the beginning. And all of a sudden I could have sworn Austin, my oldest was literally right here yeah. and said something and all of a sudden and it was really quiet in the living room people were doing things but i wasn't i could i had these headphones on i wasn't paying attention but i all of a sudden went what the fuck? like i looked over like what are you right yeah and there was nobody there and i was okay i didn't like that and then like <laughs> i went a little bit further and i had it on the other ear and i was like uh, okay okay well, the main talking is not bothering me but the weird noises and breathing sound that literally sounds like it's behind my yeah. head that bothered me it, it messes with your head in a way that like back in the day in the, on the gamecube era there was a game called eternal darkness i don't know yeah. if you ever played it but it messed with your your perception of what was going on in reality in the game to try to make you feel like you're like a little crazy same thing with this except there's like all these whisperings and then there is a, a, a guiding demon vo- demonish demonic voice right that is very prevalent when it comes up you're like oh this thing's like talking directly to me right this is an issue like as it and then as you're moving along and your voices in your head are telling you multiple things it's just like look it out hellblade's been out for a while so i'm i'm not gonna do spoil like spoiler warnings here but i'm also not gonna try to say everything since i know you're ahead of me i'm just letting you know where i'm at in the game um you find the gate to helheim and then you have to you have like to go through the oh, and face the things. I got you. I did the ash first. Okay. Which that fight at the end was a little annoying. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like trying to gather what you're doing. I just started the illusionist okay. person. So that's where I'm at. That an illusionist, man. I tell you what. <laughs> I had a feeling he was going to be harder. So I was like, I'm going to do this yeah. one first. Well, and what's funny too is sometimes the voices are helping you they are they will give you guidance for something that you need to be paying attention to or be doing but then there's also other ones that are not they're telling you the exact opposite and so you have to kind of be like pay attention to which voice is trying to get my attention like and say do this do this you need to like be aware yeah and then there's other ones and i figured that out at one point i was like oh shit okay sorry (laughs) yeah like it's trying to give you a little heads up on everything but there's oh, a man. the part at the beginning where you're floating down the river, mm-hmm. um, 
there was a thing where they're like, see them over there. And I was looking at something else. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, why isn't she looking? And I was like, what? What? What am I not looking at? Yeah. Like, and I started looking around. It was like just very creepy. And yeah, very... it's a very creepy game. And it makes me excited for the sequel. Whatever they can do with yeah, the second as one. I'm moving forward because I'm like, man, this will be an intense game. Like an, a psychologically intense game. Yeah. All right, let's move ahead. Uh, just quick rundown. Uh, WB announced a couple games. We're going to talk about Apple, Halo, Game Pass. Um, but Sam and I both got to play the Avengers beta. What yeah. uh, What'd you think of it? It was fair. I, I mean, it's one of those games that I think if you are a huge Marvel fan and you know Avengers fan, it's one that I was like, yeah, it was fun. Um, but I don't know that it like sold me on wanting to buy the game. Right. I, I think that in that experiencing the characters and kind of going along and, you know, doing things, it, it felt, it did still feel very button mashy, mashy after a right. bit. I was kind of like, okay, I kind of am doing the there same thing over and over. There were also a lot of different control schemes for each one. And then like, yeah, you're that's like, right. okay, wait, on what character am I doing this? Like what's, how does this work? Right. It was just odd to me that they mixed it up so much. Cause I was like, right. okay, this character, you hit this button to activate like a special, Whereas that character using this button right. and the, the other person uses this to dodge. And, and I'm like, why are they mixing it up? Which I, maybe there's a reason behind it, right. but it was okay. Um, it played better than I think I, what we've seen. I kind of was like, Oh, that yes. was fine, but it didn't sell me on it. Yeah. I, I would agree with what you just said. So basically I got through, I think most of what the main story thing they were trying to have you do. And I was, kept getting frustrated with the controls i'm like okay what I'll, i will say this real quick give me a captain america game i highly enjoyed the fighting with captain america probably more than more than i enjoyed thor or black widow i just and hulk was just too much for me personally <laughs> i was like this guy i just i've never i never liked those type of characters anyways in any video games the big you know oversized slower you know type character but I really enjoyed the Captain America gameplay, but it was better than anything they've shown, but not enough to where I'm like, yeah. I that think I'm hyped is, up. It's, yeah, like, yeah I can't like, wait to play oh, this. Oh, I've got to get this one this, this is a game for me that's it's going to come out. They're going to release updates, and after about five or six months, when it's hit its flow and they've got things figured out, and if there's hype and it actually maintained traction, I'll jump into it and give it a shot and see how it goes. But it's done nothing mm -hmm. to make me just want to buy the game and play the game. Do you think it would be a type of game that you would enjoy more with your friends? You know, everybody playing a different character? Maybe. Like, so had we been able to get to, like, the multiplayer aspect when, like, we were all jumping in and, like, hey, you're Hulk, I'm Iron Man, somebody else is, you know, Black Widow, whatever. I probably would enjoy that. Um did you ever play the, um, oh, wow, I feel horrible for Ultimate Marvel? Um, I played a few of them. Yeah. When you get a whole bunch of, when you get a couple people together playing as the different superheroes, they're, it's really fun. Um, and But I just, I, I'd have to do it to see it. It's just, there's too much, eh, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and a lot of dissent that I've heard about it is they're like, it's going to just, from what I understand, well, it may, correct, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that each character may have like a pass to it or a not a battle pass, but some type of form of that mm. where it's like going to be like, OK, you get this character and you've got to do so much with that, which granted, we live in a day and age where, you know, Destiny and other these these other type of games where you're kind of grinding out 
um, similar um, levels over and over right. again, or the same level over and over again to get the better loot drop and borderlands and things like that. But that doesn't appeal to me. I right. don't. I don't want to go back and play the same. I actually think this game, in my mind, for me, would have been more enjoyable. And I know it's got a story. If like that had been their main focus, like you're gonna do the Just story. A story. Yeah, you're gonna go through. It's gonna be nice and self-contained, kind of like Spider-Man. Right. And then that'll be the end of it. I, I have a theory that this game, which I, it's not a knock. But I think this game is more geared at the casualist of gamers because the people that I'm seeing that are enjoying it aren't people who play a lot of video games and also a younger audience. Austin lost his mind playing as these different characters and was like, have like, he sat down, I watched him play. He got heavily into it. I could see my son getting, enjoying it. Really loved playing as Hulk. And it was like, he just was going all Mm -hmm. out. So, which isn't a knock on it. It just... I'm not the audience it's shooting yeah. for, I don't think. Well, and it's one I almost feel like I could see, like, my son would, like, play it and love it and think it was great, and then he would kind of drop it after, like, a month or so. Right. Be like, never touch it again. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip to number five real quick. Uh, I think Apple's going to go... One. Huh? That's a big one. I think Apple's going to go at war to the video gaming industry. <laughs> so here's what happened. Um... So Apple has a mandate, and I, I guess Google has a version of it too, that if you're going to sell things for a game or an app you have, you have to do it through their in-app purchases. Like you have to sell it through Apple Store. Also, Apple's rule or whatever is if you when you're selling things through the store, Apple gets a 30% cut, which is not a small number. No. Like, and I think in their head... It's you're all, hey you get to be on the app store if you're a small company, thirty um, percent is worth your advertising for every, millions do of you, people have. Do you it. know what other services take? Do you know the cut with other I've, services? I have no idea. I'm just curious because thirty percent does seem like a lot, and I know Epic Games, like I think theirs is fifteen. Right. But I don't know like other services like Steam or Google for them. I don't know what their right. cut. So looks like a lot of that plays into why they won't allow iOS or not uh, iOS um, Microsoft to bring Game Pass to the or X Cloud to the iOS, um, whereas Google is letting it. That's where I get, I find part of this a little interesting. They feel like they should be able to monitor all their stuff. Plus, some of these games have in-game purchases and stuff like that. They don't have the control over it. Well. And I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know. Maybe you can answer this when I get to it. Basically, what happened was Epic Games lowered the price of their Battle Pass for Fortnite on online or on um, mobile gaming and added the function of purchasing said V-Bucks through, or I guess it wasn't the pass. It was the cost of the V-Bucks they lowered. Added a, a way to within game click a link that would take you outside of the ecosystem to purchase the V Bucks, which is against Apple's policy, and they immediately removed them from yeah. the App Store. And so did Google too. Google did like After. within 24 hours. Yeah. But what was very interesting about this is within hours of Apple dropping them, Epic filed a lawsuit against them. And within hours of that, they released an old 
um, the old Microsoft or Apple um, oh, the, commercial uh, yeah. where they're throwing the hammer at the screen to break it right. with Fortnite characters against the Apple thing. It's like this thing was completely planned out. Like they knew this was going to happen. And I read, and this is what I wanted to ask you. I don't know enough to understand what this word means. I read a news article that said uh, Epic set the perfect antitrust um, lawsuit against uh, Apple. And I don't know what that means. Or it said it was an antitrust trap. Hmm. I don't know what antitrust means other than I think by removing Fortnite from the accessibility of people who've spent like you're basically violating something I'm assuming. I don't know, but they immediately filed a lawsuit against them. And then within 24 hours after Google dropped them, they added Google to the same lawsuit. And I think there's a lot of just backlash in that. And the normal console PC gaming community just going straight at Apple right now. Like they're like, Stop restricting video games. Like everybody wants to play them, let them play them. And I, it kind of feels a little coordinated, <laughs> considering like what just happened with XCloud, and the the rapidness of dropping it, adding the function, getting kicked off, lawsuit, commercial. Like it just seemed like. Well, let me let me read the dictionary definition of antitrust. So this is relating to legislation preventing or controlling trust or other monopolies with the intention of promoting competition in business. So basically they're saying you're preventing competition yeah. by forcing people to use your system Correct. and nobody else's. Which, I mean, it is, so this is a tough landmine and it is going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the court system because I think this is something that has been kind of known in Silicon Valley. It's not like an unknown right. that there are these very large companies right now. And I mean, I think it's being looked at overall. I mean, Facebook, you know, like has been to um, hearings multiple mm -hmm. times to kind of discuss some of the things they allow on their sites versus the things that they don't allow, um, you know, and just kind of the uh, discussion around that, which is just difficult. And then, um, as far as you know, games and services, the App Store, obviously, Gap App Store and Google Play, um, they created that that marketplace. Right. They've and you're in their ecosystem. So to then say, well, yeah, this is our ecosystem, and have a company say, but yeah, but we don't want to use that. We want to be able to use what we want to use. I don't know how that plays out. So is this pro consumer? Is this Epic looking for a bigger piece of the pie? Is this ultimately going to favor, you know, gamers and pe people, the app developers and trying to say, there's only one, a few avenues to get your games noticed on iPhone or on, you know, an, I an iOS device or, you know, right. um, or smartphone. That's what I'm trying to say. Cause you know, Google and Android and all them. And that's not fair is for when it seems like they're saying that, that this is the only avenue you can go. There should be other ways to get involved with that. Which I think that I feel like that's more pro consumer. You want people to have options. Like it's like the same argument about Madden. Like you can only buy an mm -hmm. NFL game at one with, you know, from one company. Yeah. And over time they're getting lazy and they're not putting the stuff in. People want more companies to be able to make an NFL game so they get better quality, better service, you know. It's also the same with all the the um, mobile 
companies consolidating. Mm -hmm. Eventually, it's going to be like only two of them, right. and you're like, "Where's where's the competition? Yeah, where can you're I like, come up with something else?" And then it's like that's where like the monkey paw wish is like concerning. It's like if you were to say, "I want it to be this way," it's like, "Well, what do you lose in the process?" Saying that, say that Epic goes forward and they say, "Okay, guys." This, the app stores you guys have been running, this is not fair to these companies that want to sell in these avenues. So you need to open up your marketplace. Well, what does that look like then all of a right. sudden? Is it is your marketplace flooded with apps and things like that that can crash your phone and break things down and there's no right. you know protection between the you know to the consumer at that point and it's like, oh my gosh, like now we've just opened the floodgates and viruses and you know all these apps that are um, basically taking advantage of you are there. Um, or is it something that's a little bit more like, yeah, that actually is nice to be able to say Epic has the source of you going to directly to them, saving money whenever you're paying for V bucks or whatever. Right. Or you can get whatever games you want on your phone. Um, and it doesn't have to, you don't have to be limited because the business says, no, you can't do this. Right. So I don't know what an interesting little case is they're going to have to discuss. Yeah. I've, uh, which is funny to me that Google jumped in on the yanking thing because I think they saw it as a slippery slope. We'll see. Probably. But for me, I'm like, in terms of like what you were talking about with viruses and everything, Androids are already basically open source. Like, mm -hmm. like they don't, they already have issues where you can get a virus on your phone. You know, Apple is very locked down. Like mm -hmm. they don't allow developers to do a lot of things. Like it has to be, everything has to be approved. Everything has to be, XYZ is very black and white and like where I can see them like well no because we don't want to chance anything happening to our mm -hmm. phones whereas Android and Google are already like dude modify the fuck phone on your phone yeah, like, but I'm care. sure there's a piece of them with this they're like well shoot if we don't jump in on this and Epic wins it then this means that they we don't have to give take a percentage we can't take a percentage right. of the cut that we would normally make and then right. all the those developers like it's going to open up the concern with anything that's being sold on the phone. It's like, well, shouldn't this just go back to the individual that created it and not right. to Google at all, even though they're kind of running the behind the scenes right. work. But there's also, and the on Android or on Google and on Apple side, in my opinion, is the accessibility of it. Like all I have to do is click a button. And I, I have it. I don't have to go to an outside source. I don't have to re-enter my information. I don't have to sign in anything. I'm already logged into mm -hmm. my iPhone. Uh, yes, I approve this purchase. Yeah. Just make it. Well, I mean, think about, so this is just kind of a little. The tangent. laziness factor, basically. Or, I don't want to have to do that extra but, work to get it for cheaper. Well, and think about this. So, we, you know, however, however long did people complain about cable and the, the fact oh. that like, oh, like I hate paying for like all this service when I actually only use these many channels. And now like, look at what we have now. Right. Could we say this is better? I don't know. Like right. now I'm paying for multiple different services. I have multiple logins for these different services right. that they're all releasing their original content and some things that I'm like, well, shoot, I really like this, but it's locked behind a paywall now right. and I can't even get to it. Whereas, you know, cable did bundle everything together. But in that respect too, cable was kind of becoming a monopoly of its own where it's right. like you could only get and they knew how to package their stuff they're oh, yeah. like shoot man you want to get like sports well you've got to buy the bigger package because right. so many people are like well i have to have the all sports package because i want to watch all the football games on sunday right. and not just these few and now it's getting to where it's like you know i think in you know, hulu and some of the other youtube have like live tv yep. that you can pay for but it sounds price wise 
kind of pretty equivalent. <laughs> right. But I'm is. like, wow, you're just fracturing up what your the different areas you go right. to get your service. Well, and I remember growing up here in town. But we have the option. We, we have that we choice. Um, so uh, time it was the time it was Time Warner and it was Comcast, and they basically was like our city only had one option. Like they they had cut a deal saying, hey. You guys get this area of the metro. We get this area of the metro. And so if you wanted cable, I remember for the longest time in Lee Summit, you had to have Comcast. It was the only thing available if you wanted cable. Now you have, like, mm-hmm. everything. But, like, it, my, I remember a lot my mom complaining. You know, like, well, you know, I really wish we could have the option because then my price would be cheaper. You know, because they, they don't, like, hey, you have the option. You're going to pay what, what our... Right, exactly. There's no bargaining power there You can't go anywhere. Yeah, there's no like, well, I'm going to leave and go here. Well, and it was funny because then when Google Fiber came into, you know, Kansas City and finally it came to Lee Summit, when I finally took up, I think I had Comcast or no, I think I had Time Warner and they were our internet service and everything. And when Google Fiber came and I was like, well, I'm going to them, literally walked into the store to give give them my stuff and they said, so what happened? I was like, Google Fiber, no questions asked. They're just like, really like I wanted okay. a different option. And I think a lot of people did that. Yeah. Now, granted, the service is kind of, I don't know. I personally am very happy with it. I don't have any qualms with it. No. Um, um, but I also am just using it for internet. Right. Like, that's the only thing I wanted it for. We, um, so last year, which I, it's funny because, because of the year that I got it for with the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, I literally got cable. I finagled this out of Google. I'll admit this. I've openly admitted this to everything. I needed internet run to my basement, basically where we're recording this right now. Right. Um, and I, nobody would do it for a cheap price. Now, if I added television to my house, they would have to run the cable, the internet cable, to anywhere in my house I wanted the television. So I was like, I want it in my basement. So they had to run a line down here, and I kept it. Only I was like I told Monica I'm keeping it only for football season because I literally did it the week before football started, and luckily I had television and I was able to watch the Chiefs go all the way to the Super Bowl. But it was just when it was done, we canceled it. I'm like I don't need it anymore, and I have my internet ran in my basement. Yeah, not so a bad move. I'm okay with it. <laughs> no, I think that's very wise. I think, and I think that's the thing is that as a customer, you can be business savvy like that. I have a friend that literally will change services from different phones to different companies based on a better deal. And you know what? Is it a headache? Yeah, it's a headache. But if he wants to do that, at least he has the option. And yet he probably saves a few bucks here right. and there. But I, yes, options are nice. It's nice to not have to be stuck in one set and say, this is all we have. So for better or worse, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> see how it plays out. And hopefully in the end, like, I mean, as you say, the biggest, well, n- not for certain, but like the biggest headache would probably be you have to must sign in to these <laughs> multiple places right. now instead of going to one source, being like, all my information's here. I don't have to enter it again. You'd have to be like, oh, now I have right. 20 logins for all these different services. But I'm the, I'm the type of person I probably don't. I'm the type of person where, look, uh, Epic makes millions of dollars a year. Uh, Apple makes millions of dollars a year. I don't, I don't care. I'm just going to click my Apple function because it's. Yeah. I don't want to have to go through I will that. say, <laughs> if Xbox Game Pass, uh, you had to sign in through their app to use it versus right. the App Store or whatever, you know, the Apple's concerned about, 100% would do it. Well, right. Well, see, and that was kind of the, the argument with um, – uh, 
you know the whole crossplay thing and Sony's Sony Sony came out and said look one of our issues is with allowing crossplay is like uh, with uh, Minecraft mm-hmm. was like if we update this you're gonna need to create a Microsoft account to use this game and that was their initial like we don't want to put you into their ecosystem, which is, we'll talk to that about more later, but like, but eventually they gave in because of pressure. I mean, like everybody wanted crossplay, but that was their thing. They're like, well, I don't necessarily want you to have to, but in the end, you access yeah, to our people are saying, we want that choice. We don't care. Yeah. Give like, us crossplay. Right. And if we don't want to opt into it, fine, but give us the, op- the opportunity to say, we want this. And we're in their ecosystem now, and they're collecting information from us. Yeah, but which is better for everybody? I actually think crossplay is a better boon for everybody. Oh, hundred percent. Than it is a hindrance to either. Console. Yeah, why not? Why have two separate pools when you could put the pools together and just say, "Hey, everybody can play together," and there, yeah. it's a better player base, and it gives you more opportunity to connect with other people and say, "Okay, sweet." You know, where yeah. I once had to wait forever for these games to get started, now it's pulling from all these different sources to get you in playing faster yeah um all right let's move on uh my two biggest topics that i am extremely happy about um <laughs> literally the day after we recorded last week i was like they announced started announcing this and i got super excited so um next saturday through sunday is the dc fandom which is dc created an event so everything kept getting pushed there was no no e3 no comic-con no no, any like there's like 20 comic cons throughout the year and three or four big events where um like marvel and dc and some of these and even the gaming companies get to announce stuff at well dc was like well we're going to create our own little event and it'll be in august and we're going to unveil all this stuff they're unveiling the new for the first full wonder woman trailer uh the first suicide squad trailer will be filmed they're going to be announcing the HBO Max uh, Green Lantern series, which a rumor is James Marston is being signed as Hal Jordan. Um, I know if you saw know a picture of him, I, you, uh, Google a picture of him, he's, you're, you're going to go, oh, yeah. him. Um, they're they're getting all their stuff out. But one of the first things, <laughs> the look on your face, you pulled, oh, him. Yeah. Um, I was the, like, is it Cyclops? And I was the, like, oh, yeah, it's Cyclops. <laughs> uh, one of the first things that got announced before they even did anything was, Rocksteady finally logged into their goddamn YouTube, or not YouTube, their Twitter account to post an update. And it's a picture of Superman from the back shoulder with crosshairs on his head that say Suicide Squad. And if you look really close to Superman, he's got like some weird thing going on with his eyes and he looks like he's a little infected with something. People thought it was Bizarro Superman. It's not Bizarro Superman because Bizarro Superman doesn't have the S curl on, the, on, the, on his hair. But um, basically, the rumor that it was supposed to be a Suicide Squad Justice League game uh, was officially confirmed because they announced all their panels for, K- or for um, DC Fandom. And the name of the panel was Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Um, and the, the, the panel summary is, Will Arnett hosts the highly anticipated video game reveal from Rocksteady Studios, creator of the Batman Arkham franchise. You think Will Arnett's in it? You think he's playing a character? I swear to God, I hope he's not playing Batman. But having said that, if anybody who's finished Arkham Knight knows, you gotta. I feel like you gotta have Kevin Conroy, right, as Batman. But here's the question: Did you play Arkham Knight? Yeah. Did you beat it? Yeah. Do you think he lived? Yeah. You think he it's lives Batman. at the end of? It's Batman. 
Come on. He, of course he lives. Okay. Don't give me a break. Okay. Well, Unless, let, me, let me ask you this. Do you think if you, okay, say he lived, do you think he disappeared in the universe? Yes. So where there's just no, and the, then Robin took over, which I don't remember which Robin it was. It was Tim Drake, I believe. Um, yeah, I think it was Tim Drake, Robin. But um, Nightwing was there. So he like just left Gotham and Yeah, I think I'm he gone. was out. I think okay. he, I think the way it finished up or you know what's kind of funny is they could totally tie this into that was the suicide squad uh attacking Batman and blowing up the mansion. They could like kind of roll it into that was their first big move. Hmm. Interesting. They could. They could. They could say hey now, granted, it'd be a pool from quite a game, quite a long time ago now. Right. And so, but it could be, you know, a recap of like, do you remember this? Right. That was actually the Suicide Squad forming. But I think in all honesty, and, you know, in that universe, spoilers, Joker's dead. Right. Uh, you know, there's certain characters that have been apprehended um, and other characters that are actually dead, too. So I don't know that they probably would want a fresh start so that they right. could say, let's bring in whoever we want. Well, with the panel announcements that also confirmed they're also going to be debuting, finally, Warner Brothers Montreal Batman. Warner Brothers Montreal's Batman game. Which, which one are you more excited for? A Suicide Squad. What? Well, here, so here's the thing, and I'll get to this in a minute. Um, and it's they, there's so many rumors. They've been teasing all these things on You're their like the second stuff. biggest Batman fan I know. Uh, <laughs> What about how my rank? How do I rank on Chiefs fans? Um, yeah, you're like third. No, the um, they've been basically teasing Court of Owls for the last year and a half. Um, the panel summary says, "Gamers, you won't want to miss the first look at an exciting new game and Q and A with its developers." So they're finally showing off the next Batman game being done by Warner Brothers Montreal, and this will segue into my answer of your question. Do you think either of these games follow the timeline from the end of Arkham Knight? Mm, no, no, no. I think it's going to be a separate thing. All reboot, just new. Yeah, story I think it's been everything. long enough that they're going to they're ready to kind of bring it to a, a a universe that they want to tell a different story at this point. Okay. As ex, as big of a Batman fan as I am, as big of a Court of Owls storyline fan I, as I, I am, I know. So what the heck? Everything points that me being more should be more excited about the court of owls game. My problem is while I enjoyed Arkham begins or is that what it was? The, the one that WB Montreal worked on. I don't remember the name of it. Arkham origins. Okay. Yeah. Nothing. That game didn't even compare to the three games that Rocksteady did. And I think I'm, more excited about what Rocksteady's finally being able to do with more characters in the universe and more broad characters of DC and getting to see how they were able allow or being allowed to play with them. Okay. Then I am excited for another Batman game by a company who I enjoyed but didn't really really like their last Batman. Album. Okay. I understand. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, I get okay. it. You have played as Batman multiple times now. Yes. And you're kind of, like you said, with the Batman Arkham Origins, it's kind of like, eh, it was not your favorite. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't your favorite. I'm sure it was fine, but it was not your favorite. So you're ready to maybe see it from a different perspective at this point. Understood. And I love Rocksteady's work enough 
that I'm more excited about yeah. that. Um, Who do you so, think you're going to play as? What uh, characters do you think in, gonna... in Suicide Squad game? Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of open for um, almost like a GTA thing, maybe, where you switch between characters or even on the fly. Or maybe it's... Um, have you played the Injustice games? I, I dabbled with them. Okay. So the way they tell the story is they're all fighting games, but they do cinematics where you get to see where that person's going. They're, the stories are actually remarkably good. They are. Which is um, so you get to, Similar to Mortal so you, Kombat. You, you go through... Like, huh. Right. It's like, how are you doing this? And it like not suck. It's just a Exactly. Game. It should. So you, you get did. to experience cinematics of the story, and then you get into fights. Whereas I think... And then you do that enough to where then you interact with another character, and the narrative switches to that other character, and you do the same thing with them. It'll probably be something like that. Where you start the game playing as, um, I don't know, Harley, as an example. And you interact with other characters and you fight and you go along. And then after X amount of time, you do that. You switch to a different character. But at the same time, it could be, imagine a huge open world, you know, this is an interesting thought. Maybe you get to travel to each one of these cities. You know, Star City, um metropolis gotham and maybe you get to explore those cities as their villains hmm. or something like that i don't yeah. know um i also you also got the lego thing where you just tap triangle to swap between while you're in the right. middle of a fight pull also maybe cool combo combos like while you're fighting people but i don't know but i guess that's the other thing is who are you fighting as the suicide squad because when you're playing as a superhero, you're fighting all the thugs and bad guys. Are you, what are you doing if you're hmm. if you're playing as Suicide a good point. Squad? I never, the cops. <laughs> That'd be an interesting narrative in today's world, time. right? Um, but I don't know. Um, again, I think there's uh, so much unknown. other other uh, gangs. Other gangs. Yeah, I don't other. know. There's so much unknown with that that I just I don't know. Well, that's true, you know, because. You could still be fighting. So here's an example. You're Harley, and you need to go kill the Flash or find the Flash or something, right? And you're, you're where he's at, and uh, Captain Cold is one of his villains, not a part of Suicide Squad, and he's going, what the hell are you doing here, Harley? And then his crew goes after. So maybe you are yeah. still fighting. Right. Other you can have factions. other crews have basically that. coming after you. So, I can see that being the, being the case. Whereas I know in the WB game, I'm still going to just be fighting the same thugs that I'm always fighting. Yeah. But I am interested in seeing the scope of these games. Nothing like a good batch of Here, Here's a question for you. Do you think these games are coming on this generation consoles or next? Next. You, th- you don't think they'll be this, this one? Mm, you know, I have to actually maybe pull that statement back. Because there is the the case that there's so many of the consoles out now, like the current generation. So right. I think maybe both. I think, you know, they'll have the, this is one, it looks better on this generation. But I think the fact that there's, you know, 100 million plus PS4s and probably around 50 million Xbox Ones. Right. Um, they don't want to miss out on that. You'd be very interesting as if Batman is on both. And there's a lot of rumors going that PlayStation hasn't announced some third parties uh, exclusive they've nailed like for launch. Mm-hmm. 
And then what if uh, Suicide Squad launches first on the PlayStation 5 yeah. for like three months or something before it's mm-hmm. or a month or something? Yeah, it could be. I don't both, know. Both of these games have been in development long enough. They should be able to <laughs> release a on long time. both consoles. Yes. So there's no reason why I don't think they shouldn't be able to release on the current generation of consoles. Having said that, I also think it'd be very interesting if um, they were both just on next gen. And Switch. And Switch. <laughs> wow. I couldn't imagine. I can see Arkham Asylum on Switch. Yeah. I can't see any other Arkham game. It would be tough. It would be tough. It would be really tough. But um, it, does, unless, it does run The Witcher. Unless you put them on Game Pass and put a Game Pass app on the Switch and all you had to do was stream it and play it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Then the, you <laughs> That'd could, be so it, funny. But, but see, that's the thing. You don't have to worry about the console limitations. Yeah. How fast it can stream and it'll just downgrade the quality of the, the graphics. But even then, the, the Switch can handle some, yeah. you know... Your screen's this big. It's not, you know. You know, some of my favorite uh, things that people, gamers do with current games, especially on PC, I think it's actually only on PC I've ever seen this, is they run it as low as they can, like in potato mode, as they right. call it. And I love to see, like, how bad things can look. You're just like, oh, oh man. And back so in the bad. day, when we were younger and those were what the graphics looked like, I remember being like, whoa, right. that's amazing. There are so many games I've tried playing now, and I'm like, I thought when I was younger, this was like oh, the most always happens. thing in the world, which has made me want to get a, an old, what are they called? The CRT or CRV yeah. televisions, Television. just so that I could play these games and feel like, dude, this looks really good on this TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then now you play it and you're like, oh. Um, so those are, those, both of those announcements are next weekend. So we won't talk, be talking about it probably on our next episode, but the episode after that, I'm going to just be sitting here gushing for an yeah, hour. I can't over wait. This is going to be the gush cast. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, not a big fan of that. Um, <laughs> two more things. Halo delayed. Uh, I probably should have opened with this. No, it's all right. Um, I think it's kind of a good, let the wind out of our sails. We've, we've talked about this enough that I think, Halo being delayed is good for Halo. It's 100%. good for Halo's fans. It's good for the team. It's good for everybody. It allows them to make sure their shit's in line. They caught a lot of flack for the mm-hmm. the demo that they showed at the event. And even if they were already uncomfortable and not sure or or had at least some confidence, I think it made them step back and go, okay, what are we really doing here? Um did you see that Phil Spencer said on um, Animal Talk? Do you know what Animal Talking is? I do. I just also want to point out, this is, goes more back to my love. Oh, we didn't do that in your gaming update. Any Animal Crossing update? Uh, let's see. No, I mean, nothing major other than, you know, I'm finding art, digging up fossils, have you, have catching you, fish. Have you gotten your your island stars high enough yet, or is that not something you're worrying no, about? it's not something I'm worried about. Okay. So I'm just enjoying they, Have they told the you you need to worry about that yet? Uh, yes, they're talking to me about doing that. About raising, okay. Yeah. Um, so Animal Talking, if you don't know what it is, Gary Whitta, the guy who wrote um, Rogue One, Yeah. he uh, he does in a segment, uh, which actually he's also doing, and they announced it. I'll get that here in a second, actually. Um, he does... He loves Animal Crossing, so he started a talk show called Animal Talking, and he invites people on who play Animal Crossing to talk about stuff. He had 
Um, oh god, it's just Danny Trejo came on oh, and showed people his Animal Crossing <laughs> island. He plays Animal Crossing and he's talking about all the things he loves about it. That's awesome. Selena Gomez was on a recent episode. There's like all these and ama- what good at PR you know. for Nintendo? Oh, not that a, they need it. It's amazing but it's PR for like... Nintendo. And what's the and <laughs> to go to that? Um, Phil Spencer was on the newest episode of Animal Talking. Like yes, you got he the was. head of the head of Microsoft just. Or of uh, Microsoft Games, like here, um, and he's and he praised Nintendo, like he just he was like, oh, I love Nintendo. They're like the the gold standard of how to handle exclusive mm-hmm. energy and everything for this. And he talked about how much he plays Animal Crossing and stuff. But um, he was talking about Halo being delayed, and he was talking about one of the the ideas that was pitched was they release it in stages, and he said it probably could have worked, but we didn't feel it was the right strategy. Um, like release the multiplayer, release the story, update them both as you go, you know. You know, it's funny because before I, as I was coming over here and I knew this was going to be one of our topics, I thought about that. Like I, I thought about like, we're in such a day and age, which, you know, the Miyamoto quote, like a bad game is bad forever, where a delayed game is good eventually, that I've heard kicked around so much. But we are in a different day and age where games can be released and then updated over time. I mean, look no, at No Man's Sky. Exactly what I was going to use. No Man's <laughs> Sky came out to people enjoyed it, but it was not by any means what they felt like was promised to them right. or what they expected and what they wanted. God damn it! Don't put dinosaurs in your trailer if you're not going to give me dinosaurs. Yeah, and so, but they have stuck with the game. They've updated oh. it over the years, and now it's huge. You know, people are like, "Wow, this game is like the undertaking that it is now is more to what they promise." And I wonder. You know, seeing what Halo was, don't get me wrong. Like, I was disappointed watching the trailer. I was like, man, this just doesn't look where I felt like they wanted it to promise to be. And I understand with this being a showpiece title for their next um, console, why you would want it to look as best as it could and why you would want it to play as good as it could possibly (laughs) be the best. Yeah, be the star, be everything that it could be. But it does make me wonder, like, what if they'd been like, it's not where we want it, but guys, we're going to stick with it and update it. Would it have done well enough? I mean, I know I've heard enough people be like, it's good. Kind of what you, the sentiment is it's good for halo. It's good for the team. It's good for the fact that they did this, but it's bad for the Xbox series X to have like nothing to really show other than game pass and say, okay, to you know, be your here's big all these launch tile. Yeah, to be your big launch tile for people to play and just say, trust us, we're going to update it as it comes out. You know, we'll put in ray tracing. It's going to look better. And I don't know which way would have been better. Now, on to playing devil's advocate to myself, one of the things that I thought about, okay, they, were, they said that they've moved it to 2021. They didn't say specifically when. So I'm kind of like, okay, so this could be, you know. I'm, I'm going to say May. You're going to say May? Well, and that's kind of what I wonder. I was like, could, is this going to be like early in 2021? Or are they going to push it to next fall 2021? Which apparently people are like, well, next year is the 20th anniversary of Halo, like the original. So it would be kind of cool to release it if they released it in November at that time. Um, That's actually what they should have just planned for in the first place and come up with a different launch title. Well, and I can kind of see, you know, Phil has said himself that he would wants to win this, you know, console generation. He's like, I think they do have a different plan, but ideally he would like to sell more consoles than the competition. And I think Halo Infinite was one of their big moves to like sell and move consoles is like, hey, not only are we coming out with the more powerful system, we're coming out with like a system seller at the same time. And 
what I'm curious about now that they've delayed it is there maybe the potential that this is a smart move because I think when the PS5 and the Xbox Series X come out, they're going to be hard to find. I think people are going to, it's right. going to, they're probably going to sell out. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be difficult because there's going to be the early adopters that are just like, dude, I want the new best shiny thing, regardless of whatever's on it. I just want that. There's people that love tech upgrades. You know, iPhones cost, you know, a thousand dollars and people, some people upgrade those every year every when, a, when year. a new con, when a new phone comes out. So I could see somebody being like, dude, it's been seven years. I want the new console. Give me that. I don't care. Yeah, you're always going to have those. People. Exactly. So then it makes me think, is the delay a better thing for Xbox? Because once this game then comes out and it hopefully at that point is hitting that flagship showpiece of like, look at what it looks like now. Right. Are you going to get a second spike then of like, holy crap, there it is. That's what I wanted to see. That's what right. I, that's what it wanted it to look like. But I, and, and this goes back to my same argument against the way Microsoft is doing this. My only worry with that is you're still making a game that has to run on Xbox One X. I don't think it's going to matter. I think that they will have the ability to run them side by side and have one that has like less, you know, graphical fidelity. And then there's going to be the upgraded version, basically. That'll probably be a larger patch and everything, but it's going to be, it's going to have the ray tracing. It's going to have facets in it that they aren't like oh we had to hold this back because it was held back by you know the old hardware it's just going to have more of the bells and whistles maybe there'll be things that i don't know i was trying to think maybe if the old generation hardware can't have as many characters on screen or something maybe that would be something that would be noticeable but i don't see it slowing down the look and the feel of like a new generation halo basically. Right. And I'm just, I think that's where my curiosity is. Cause if it comes out and just say it like sparkles at that point and you're just like, Holy shit. They're like, this is what's running on the series X. Right. This is what it looks and like. And that's what you want. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, this is what, if everything you want, all the bells and whistles, this is what this hardware can do. Then I think you could potentially get that next like hype level for just releasing a game that was supposed to come out on the right. first, you know, where, you know, say it would come out on day and date with the Xbox Series X, and maybe it would be like, yeah, I mean, it's fun, but, it, you know, it just it doesn't look as quite as good as I was hoping it would. Um, you kind of get that, you know, discussion the entire time, and then as updates would roll out for it, and maybe it would look better over time, maybe you're never going to get that peak again. So maybe this allows them a moment to be like, now see what it looks like. Right. So I don't know. The... Um so here, here's something I've been thinking about in the last couple days since this happened. Do you think they've replaced it for launch and have something that they're going to announce? I don't know. To give people a, like a better a little ta something. taste in their mouth. I think if they were smart, they should have something kind of planned to hype up at least and say, hey, right. yeah, Halo's not coming, but we do have... I don't know. I I can't even imagine what it is that they're they would say this is going to be like one of our you know console releases, um, game releases on day and date that is going to be the reason to buy the game. I think one of the things they're pinning their hope on too is that they've got the the 
more powerful hardware and there's going to be say, hey, our games are going to look better there. I mean, right. there's always those comparison videos of like, hey, look, you know, the side by side, this is the PS5 and this is the Xbox Series X. Right. And there's so many rumor mills of like, hey, PS5 is struggling to hit, you know, 4K. And it's like, well, I don't know. I don't haven't seen any of that. Right. But like if you do put them side by side and Cyberpunk, I think, is probably one of the things they're hanging their hat on because I think they have a... Um, uh, a deal, deal with, with um, CD Projekt Red's always worked with yeah. Microsoft. I think they say, have the deal to like publicize or kind of like yeah. say, hey, you know, so this is right here. Bethesda and CD Projekt Red, and I was wondering if I was really wondering what's gonna if Bethesda's gonna announce something like some partnership. Yeah. They've both always kind of leaned more towards Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, if you had, let's say, you're you're showing the PS5 version and the you know the Xbox Series X version side by side and you're like, whoa, yeah, the Xbox Series X does look slightly better, runs better. Right. I don't know. For some people, that's going to be enough to be like, oh, well, I push the needle a little yeah. bit more. I, I still think we're in this space where I think towards the end of the PS3, Xbox 360, fucking names, um, era, I think we were we've hit a point where Graphically, you're just not going to hit that. Oh my God! Look how much mm -hmm. better it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's it has literally more become about actual gameplay mm -hmm. in the last you two. Yeah. Um, well, and it takes time. Yeah, it takes time for that, like for you know, console or game makers to kind of find the like stride on a new hardware, right. basically, and say, oh, well, look at this, right. you know. Um, but I'm sure they'll find areas that they're like, oh, this is nice developing for because we have the extra power to do, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. But it, is it going to be something that's like, knock your sock off? No, I think it's going to be the literally, well, look how this does this. Look how that does that. Right. So, And I mean, with the PS5, you know, they could very well be like, well, when we boot it up, the PS5 loads in you know a second and like a the, mac you turn it on and yeah and the xbox is. series x takes like five seconds or ten seconds to load or something you know like it's it'll be things be, like it, that it, that's the thing is no matter which aspect of it yeah. is on either side it's gonna be like yeah well this one does, does this that exactly two seconds faster exactly. this one does i know it's like 10 resolution better <laughs> like it's exactly guys guys <laughs> You can Stop. see the you know the like little checkerboarding here. Where in here it's like smooth lines, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, whenever it comes out, but it's gonna be there, and I enjoy like keeping an eye on just saying like, okay, well, how do things look on this? Is it gonna be any better? And regardless, I don't even have a 4K TV still, so I don't enjoy any of that right now yeah, because it, I don't have that. It doesn't ability. matter. I even have a 4K TV yeah. now. And I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm well, not... <laughs> and then I guarantee, well, I don't guarantee, unless you were probably running a game next to it on a 1080p TV and they had the 4K right. version next to it, you probably don't notice right. all that much. There's, there's so many studies that show that unless you're, first of all, the bigger screen you're playing on, the less it matters. Yeah. You need a smaller screen and your distance to the screen and your eyesight like there's so many things that factor into whether you can mm -hmm. you know like people there's a lot going on where apparently there's some developers that are saying like what you said the the rumors that the ps4 is struggling to hit mm -hmm. you know 4k things but if you look at back at the digital foundry um release thing they did where they broke down the playstation 4 5 reveal games 
they say all these games are in 4K, mm-hmm. 60 frames. Like right. this is like everything they've shown you is this. Yeah. So, I will like, say one thing that was actually interesting in um, Hellblade. Um, on I've got it on the Xbox One X, and, and there are I don't know if they have this on the you know OG Xbox One. Um, but there is options to change the what you want. Do you want like a resolution looking game? Do you want frame rate? Do you want this? Like you can choose like what's in the settings. It's in the settings. I'll have to look. And so I just, you know, try the different versions of it. Like there's resolution, uh, frame rate and something else. I can't remember what the one was, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to change it to for the better frame rate just out of curiosity. I will say it was interesting that how noticeable this and much smoother the motion looked when I changed it to that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't think this is going to make that big of a difference. Right. But then being able to switch it on the fly, I was like, oh, that does look a lot smoother. Right. The transitions and stuff. But you wouldn't happening. notice it if you didn't have exactly. that. Exactly. Unless I could change that, like right there. Right. I would, there's no way yeah. I would even like people, I've, pick I've, up on I've that. I've read a lot of people complain that uh, Ghost of Tsushima, like, oh, there's too much blur. It's not running at a high enough resolution. I'm like, I don't. Dude, I'm trying to kill this guy before this guy yeah. stabs me with his spear. I'm not fucking paying attention to yeah. that shit. There I'm are some the people game. that are so in tune. Like, there's a guy that I listen to in a podcast that he, like, can pick up on, like, the, like most subtle details. It blows my mind that the stuff he talks about. But, like, I'm not one of those people that can. I'm just like, oh, you know, like, unless I have them side by side, I'm not going to notice the difference. Right. And But there are some people that I know that are like, oh, man, 60 frames per second is the, like, sweet spot. It has to be there. And then you can be like, yeah, that's... That's how you know it looks good. And I'm like, I don't know. And yeah. then until I can switch it with like a toggle, I don't notice a difference. Yeah. So last thing I want to talk about is I'm going to surprise you a little bit here. I am all in on Microsoft's philosophy of just getting people to get Game Pass. Yeah. I was thinking about this last <laughs> night. Here we go. I literally couldn't sleep last night. I was sitting there thinking about video game stuff. And Game Pass for a full year. Is the same cost as three video games. Yeah. Now, do you think, and so let me put this, and then I'll say this Game Pass has 10 million subscribers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've just guaranteed that 10 10 million people have bought 30 million copies of a video game. Right? Or 30 million. Well, my math screwed up now. Three, so three times so ten, three times ten million. Yeah, that's 30 million. 30 million. Yeah, thirty million. You just sold thirty million video games. Oh, I see where you're going in one this. year. Okay. Okay. How many console exclusive video games max do these these systems usually release? Two or three console exclusive games yeah. a year. Sony, well, Sony this year released what is this? Is Ghost of Tsushima, Last yeah, of Us Last Two? Of us, uh, was um, Death Stranding this year? Death Stranding was this year. No, it wasn't. It was the end of last year. Okay. But still, okay, so that's still two games. Okay. They both sold, I don't know, between five and six million each. You're guaranteeing, and, and so then you've got Microsoft who sells the same three exclusives. <laughs> so I, I know sound, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying this. Well, I mean, like right it's, now it's like the it, fact. It, it's, it's Halo, Forza, and Gears. Like yeah. you can't. And I could guarantee you they don't sell 10 million copies of each of those. Gears might get, well, even then, you're only people that have, you know, you're you're still gearing a game at people who like shooters. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to guarantee that 
10 million people like shooters that are going to buy your game. Yeah. You know, even Call of Duty, I don't think quite gets that high. So you don't need, I mean, you need to sell the consoles, Mm -hmm. but if you're selling a brand new console that you'll eventually have exclusives on, as long as you keep making people buy Game Pass and 10 million grows to 15 million, you're 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 selling a shitload more video games right. in essence right and retro and like kind of looking at it like the numbers overall right like the fact that you're putting your exclusives straight on the game pass some people are like why would you do that because you why just sold you, 10 you million sold of it. them and it's like well but you in a way yeah like this is like units sold in a way because right. like basically this is people buying three games right a year in one month so hey guess what we're releasing um, the next gears on uh, Xbox, you've we're on a Game Pass. Ten million people sign up just for gears, or five million people sign up for just for gears. You've already sold five million copies. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see the like, and I just I'm sitting. It's, a, it's like, a very genius business sense, in a way to what seems like cannibalize your own catalog a little bit. Yeah. But then when you actually are looking at it, that's not what they're banking on. They're banking on, no, we want to show them a service that we feel like is, you know, better than the other services. Basically, we think we are doing a better job of it. We're releasing our exclusives day and date. And, you know, they may think like, man, what a deal. When in all honesty, it's like, okay, you're getting access to all their first party stuff. But really it's like you buying three games a year from them. Regardless, right. regardless if that's what you're and, and here's the thing you have you have 10 million people just bought three games a year from you. You, you, you just sold more games than you would without the service right that pays yeah. for your ability to make a new console yeah. and allows you to sell it for a loss if you need to yeah. because it doesn't matter it's not really a loss at the end of the year when you're taking the the all the people that are subscribed to your service so at the end of the day, you're still making more money than you're losing. And like, it doesn't matter. And I was sitting there last night staring at the wall and I'm like, Sony's going to sell more consoles this generation, but it's not going to matter. I really don't think it's going to matter because when it comes to video game sales, Microsoft's just going to win purely because of the way they have their system set up. Cause you guaranteed you, you put, I don't know the, the money you're making on smaller titles being on there versus the money you're making on the bigger titles being on there. That's how they can afford to pay. So just, somebody to just for quick math. So $180 times 10 million people. It's $1.8 billion. That's the year in revenue. Right. Like, I mean, like, yeah, when you look at it like that and you're just like, that's $1.8 billion in revenue. And like you said, so let's now divide that, say, divide that by 50, by 50. Yeah. Well, 50 million. 'Cause that's thirty six dollars per per Xbox. Yeah. I mean you're just it you're fine. 
You're making a shitload of money. I don't know. Well, and maybe that's part of, you know, why they're not so concerned about pushing Halo Infinite. They're like, eh, you know, yeah, that's not what we want to do. But in all honesty, if we come out with a game that's like gangbusters and people want to be in part of our service, they're like, right. we're okay with it. Yeah. You're putting, and you're putting games, we talk about this all the time. You're putting games that people will never play without seeing it on this service mm-hmm. on their system. And if you're going to get the, if you do get the Xbox Series X, you're getting an upgraded version of it for free. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a better version of the game than you are on the series or yeah. on the X. Sorry, burped again. Um, not on the X, yeah, on the One X. Well, One. I mean, a good example of this is just like on our iPhone, you know, the App Store. There are certain games that are run on there that on, you know, like I have an eight right now right. that aren't going to run as well as like if I had like the brand new high end right. phone, but I'm still within the app store and I'm using their service at this point. And so, you know, they're still getting their cut if I, you know, spend any money in there or anything. And I don't right. think they care where I play. They don't care if I'm playing on an iPhone eight. All they care is that if I'm, you know, dropping money or dollars basically onto their service, that's what right. matters to them. And I think that's kind of the way that maybe Microsoft is looking at it is like, hey, we don't care as long as you're in our ecosystem once again. And, you know, yes, say you get this game that you're like, oh, man, like, this is awesome. Why did would this developer put their game on it? But it's like they get a cut of that, you know, and then any, you know, in-game purchases. I'm sure Microsoft takes their cut, but then right. they get that revenue. You could cut a small um, developer. Yeah. You like here's a check for $20,000 I just paid for. And I know 1.6 billion or 0.8 billion. Yeah, 1.8 billion. $20,000 is nothing. And we just immediately put it on our service. You just made a shitload of money back on your investment. And And it's there getting marketed for free. And if, you know, things are bought in the game itself, there you go. Right, see, and then you have word of mouth because here's the thing: if your game is also on on PlayStation and yeah. for sale, and you have a buddy that owns it, hey, did you play? Yeah, I'll just say, did you play Celeste? No, I haven't. It's like, dude, I got that on Game Pass. I don't think yeah. Celeste is on Game Pass. I just want to point that out. I'm just using it as an example. As like, it actually might be because really? I think I played it on. Unless they just released it on Games with Gold, which I don't. I think they did. They put it on Games with Gold last oh, did year. They? Okay, so because I picked it up then. Anyway, so. Felix the Reaper. Here's a good one. It's a game that I enjoy too. Which have you played that? Felix no, the, the dancing. I've seen the, okay, I've seen you should the, play it. It's fun. It's a, yeah, pu- it's a fun it's little puzzle. Funny. But here's the thing. He's like, hey, do you have Phil? Do you ever play Felix the Reaper? He's like, no, I've seen it on the PlayStation Store. It's like, do you have to play it on Game Pass? Check it out. You've now sold a copy on the PlayStation with this, and all of this said, ten million right there. You're selling thirty million games. That just proves my point that they should put it on other platforms like PlayStation or Switch or... Well, who knows? I mean, that's kind of the thing. Only the future will t- let us tell us what their you know, big business move is. There's got to be something like huge where they're like... Or they're sitting back right now and being like, 1.8 billion. We're fine. We're right. We're okay. And that's, that's only on Game Pass. Yeah. You factor in any consoles they sell. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be selling it at a loss. I think they have. I don't know, man. Depends on how much uh, Xbox or Microsoft feels like they want to try to make a hit. True on Sony. I, I honestly think they're going to be the same price. I think you know the Xbox Series X and PS5 are going to. They're going to like PS5 is going to announce 
Microsoft is going to say we're the same price and they're just going to leave it at that. Um, and then they're going to say, oh, and we have the Series S. And then, then that's when they'll kind of like bring that in to say, this is the, you know, cheaper deal. You could come in and like join with us. Right. Um, or they're going to be crazy and say, hey, we're actually cheaper. Even, There's even, no way they're going to be more. Even if they sold it at a loss for a year, in a year, technology is going to advance. Yeah. They're going to start getting cheaper parts in. Production is going to go down because they're ordering more. Mm-hmm. And eventually, within a year, two tops, they're no longer selling it at a loss. And then after that point, they're going to be making a shitload of money. Yeah. Not to mention all the money they're making on PC sales, yeah. software sales for the, all the other shit that they have in house. And the only thing that could hurt them at this point is, you know, there's other, you know, gaming services out there. There's EA uh, Access. There's oh, PS. By the way, I don't know if you saw this. They're changing the name to EA Play. Oh, EA Play? The, the, it's okay. something I think they're doing with the next gen. All right. There's EA Play. There's PS Now. Is it Now or Go? No, it's Now. Okay. PS Now. You know, so it, there's other street, like services that have games on them. And I think the only thing that could like really take them down is kind of like we talked about with um, all the different like streaming services for shows right. and everything. If all of this, like they fractured off and all these other companies were like, well... Now we want them on, you know, on our service. And so right. then they just started like being like, well, now all we got is first party and their first party is lacking compared to others. Yeah. But where I think PlayStation and Microsoft have an advantage in that aspect is even if they lose big name third parties, mm-hmm. it's the indie developers yeah. that, that, you know, they're giving the spotlight to. Yeah. So because the company, the company that makes Celeste, for an example. Right huge boon by being on games with gold like they just literally handed millions of people the next or a very good game um they did that with rocket league they Mm -hmm. did that fall guys is like huge right now but if you you pay for it on steam or get it for free on playstation i mean talk about a success story with rocket league you know a game that was given away for free and then just blew up because and people were playing it playing it for free right they were able to experience it and say man this is awesome and then how many people do i know then picked it up because one of their buddies was like hey man rocket league's a legit game it's fun right and then there's the store where you can buy you know like uh the aesthetic stuff yeah the skin right and people love that type of stuff i don't go in for it but other people do and I mean, now what, they are a huge success story. What was funny with me was um, they started, they released like five or six skin packs within a couple months of being out. And I remember vividly going, you guys gave me this game for free. I'm going to drop five bucks. Yeah. Take my money. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. But yeah. having said that, it wasn't free to, they did, They made, they still made money off it because yeah. Sony was like, here's a blank check for, we're just going to buy these copies and give them yeah. away for free. Yeah. Well, so, and I mean, it's one of those calculated, I'm sure thoughts of like do we want to go free because we can maybe see like a bigger spike and if we get a player base that is like loyal to with us then yeah. we're set because people are going to stay no, here and I, spend their, spend I, their I'm, starting, money. I'm starting to agree with the whole concept that uh, Microsoft's doing the right thing with Game Pass because yeah. I just I, I really think like you said it and other people said it they're just playing they're doing something different mm-hmm. and I think if you're going to be one of the people that touts console sales guess what I I I think Sony's probably just got it in the bag. Not, and I don't. Yeah. I don't say that Microsoft's just completely like we oh, don't no. care. Yeah, it's not they like still, they're back. They still care. Well, like I said, Phil wants but, to win. Phil would right. love to come out ahead this right. next this next coming generation. It's just not in the cards. Right, and, right and even then, it, it, they might just come ahead in software sales yeah. purely because of. Yeah. But I mean, it also makes sense in all honesty. 
the way that I think they made the move to push Halo Infinite, I think if they were more like, no, we've got to, we've got to get the console sales, I think they maybe wouldn't have made that move because they'd have been like, we need this game. Right. But maybe because they were like, look, we're doing fine. We've got you know these these many you know subscribers to our service. We think that's only going to grow over time. And it will. We're okay to like spend some time and like when this comes out we want it to be the biggest thing to hit we want it to be as hyped as halo 2 and all the other you know right. like halos that came out after back in the day um last thing i want to say your boy phil spencer yeah for your your microsoft god was quoted as saying on animal talking yeah that he's excited about the PS5. Yeah. He loves the look of the PS5. Uh, he's crazy. And he can't wait to buy one. He likes the way the PlayStation 5 looks, Sam. Ugh, he's so wrong. It looks he's so wrong. bad. <laughs> yeah, he's so wrong. It looks um, terrible. Also, I, I think I saw this last week and I totally forgot about it. Apparently there was a leak, which it's hard to go off of leaks, especially when people make these these custom looking consoles mm-hmm. that look so oh, real man, they look awesome like the yeah. all the variations of the ps5 the the xbox series x like they do these and i'm like is that real can i can i order a batman ps5 i was, gonna, like, I was wondering like, if that's the one you saw no yeah. i actually didn't like that one you didn't i did oh, not I, thought it was cool. I don't like the weird pattern that goes across the back of the playstation yeah the dull dots and everything yeah but my point being, uh, the Xbox Series X that looks like an OG Xbox at the top of yeah. it, which I think looks ugly, but, you know, but apparently somebody had leaked where they had shown that it already was, there was a, there is a, P- a black PS5 mm-hmm. and they just haven't announced it yet. So what would, what do you think would happen if uh, Microsoft or Sony came out at the, uh, Warner Brother panels for DC and was like, "Hey, guess what? This is one of our exclusives." If they announced like one of the games coming out, it was like exclusive to their console. I mean, it's a, a good get for whoever would be available. I, I don't, and I don't mean long term exclusive. Yeah, I yeah, mean, just like, like a time a, a and launch, say that'd yeah. be a, a big get. So especially with you know people wanting some new type of superhero game, and I think Rockstar or Rock not Steady. Rockstar, Rocksteady has shown themselves to be probably one of the better developers. Yeah, in that way. All right, sir. Well, this will put this out here later today until next week. Yeah. Um, and then in two episodes, I get to gloat about whatever these <laughs> two companies wait. are doing. I'm gonna it's going like, to be amazing. I'm just going to be sitting back letting you gush. Well, here's what's going to happen. Cast. Next weekend, I'm either going to call you super stoked or extremely <laughs> disappointed, and I I'm hoping wait. it's not extremely disappointed. So, sir, well, as we'll always, see. good. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Enjoy your games, people.